Hey, welcome to the Word Weaver podcast, a place dedicated to the powerful web words weave and the deep layers they uncover. Here you'll find a compilation of tips, tricks, and words of wisdom from writers, authors, creatives, and entrepreneurs. Basically, cool people doing cool things in the world and how they've used words as weapons of mass creation and inspiration. You'll also hear from me, your host, Louise Johnson. I'm a former marketing maven in New York and Switzerland. I left a lucrative job to follow my dream of becoming a writer. It's a never-ending journey, so I figured we should all be in it together. I've learned a lot along the way, but it's a constant evolution. My favorite part is how little by little, letters turn into words, words become sentences, sentences become paragraphs, and before you know it, you've created something from nothing. And whenever that happens in life, it's nothing short of magic. So grab a coffee or a glass of wine, and let's dive into today's chapter. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Word Weaver podcast. Happy Word Weaver Wednesday. You are listening to chapter 17. Today I'm talking about all things NaNoWriMo and Preptober. If you've never heard of it, you're like, what the hell is she talking about? No worries. I'll be going through exactly what it is, how it works, and eight ways, tips, tricks, things that you can do to prepare for NaNoWriMo. Before we get to that, I want to talk about the month that we're in, October. It has been dubbed Preptober because it's the month leading up to NaNoWriMo. Don't worry, I'll explain all of that in a minute. I love October. I just came back from my cottage and celebrated Canadian Thanksgiving with my family. I fell into a cozy coma. I just ate and slept and drank some wine by the fire. It was so nice. And then, of course, you see all over Instagram how everyone is so excited for October. I love fall. It's my favorite month. They've got pictures of their pumpkin spice lattes. And don't get me wrong, I love fall. I love October. But I always feel bad for November because people get so excited. The leaves start to change. They talk about October and how it's the best month. And then there's a huge excitement in December because it's Christmas and or Hanukkah. Everybody's getting excited for the holidays and New Year's. And then there's November. It's like this lost little month in between October and December that nobody really likes to talk about. Nobody's raving about it in their Instagram captions. It just never gets as much love. However, if you're a part of the writing community or you're somebody who just wants to be a part of it and likes to write, November is a huge, huge month because it is, as the title of this podcast said, NaNoWriMo. NaNoWriMo stands for National Novel Writing Month. It can be hard to tell when I say it out loud, but it's written as N-A-N-O-W-R-I-M-O. I kind of stumbled on NaNoWriMo years ago when I was living in Geneva, Switzerland. I had this idea for a book, but I had no idea how to go about writing it. And I found this website. It's still the same. It's NaNoWriMo, N-A-N-O-W-R-I-M-O.org. And it completely jump-started the first draft of my manuscript, which is now a finished book today. November has been designated as the Worldwide National Novel Writing Month. I don't know if it's because they really like the alliteration. If it is, I'm all for it. Whatever the case, it happens every single November. And the phenomenon starts on November 1st and lasts until 11.59 p.m. on November 30th. Writers from all over the world can participate and the goal is you work towards writing 50,000 words in 30 days. To participate or be a part of NaNoWriMo, it's 100% free. The organization is a nonprofit, 
I just want to read you their mission statement so that you can get a better idea of what NaNoWriMo is, and I really like what they stand for. National Novel Writing Month believes in the transformational power of creativity. We provide the structure, community, and encouragement to help people find their voices, achieve and create goals, and build new worlds on and off the page. Their tagline is NaNoWriMo, the world needs your novel. How encouraging is that? It's just a group of people who love books and are trying to inspire anyone. You can be a carpenter, an actor, it doesn't matter. But if you have a book inside of you, which I personally believe everybody has a story to tell, it's just motivating you to sit down and actually accomplish that goal, which I think is amazing. I just love the concept and the whole notion that what you set your mind to, no matter how daunting or impossible it seems, writing a book, if you say that out loud, sounds daunting and impossible to most people. I know it did for me. So I just like that NaNoWriMo is encouraging you to sit down and accomplish and show you that you can accomplish what you set your mind to. When I did it years and years ago, at the end of the month, and I saw how far I'd come, and knowing that there was people all around the world doing the same thing, I was doing it from my little studio apartment all alone in Geneva, Switzerland. It made me more confident as a writer, and from there on out, I always had that in the back of my mind, like, okay, I can do this. If I'm determined to see this through, I know that that one month in November, I sat down and wrote 50,000 words. You just have to be determined to see it through. NaNoWriMo also instilled in me the action of tracking my daily word count and those little wins every day, even to this day, keep me motivated to keep going and help break down the seemingly impossible, mountainous, overwhelming goal of writing a book into something more manageable and tangible. The NaNoWriMo website is really easy to navigate, but let me just break it down simply for you how it works. It's 100% free. You don't have to put in a credit card or anything like that. You just sign up and create a profile online. Creating the profile just allows you to connect with other like-minded writers, and it's how you introduce yourself as an author on the NaNoWriMo platform. You can also choose your home region if you like. You don't have to do that, but it's a really great tool because it connects you with local events going on in your area and other writers who are participating in NaNoWriMo, which is amazing because when else do you get a chance to connect with other people writing a book at the same time as you? I also just really liked knowing what kind of events were happening in my area at the time. If you have a mock-up of your dream cover design, you can put it in your profile. You can indicate the working title of your novel, even if you want to change it later. You won't actually be writing your novel on the website. You'll upload that at the end of the month. You'll do that in your Word document or if you prefer pen and paper in your notebook. What you'll do on the website is update your daily word count. It keeps you accountable. 
between November 1st and November 30th. Every day you'll go on, update how many words you wrote, and you can also earn participation and writing badges if you hit specific milestones, which is really cute. It sounds silly, but getting these adorable electronic achievement badges just motivates you to keep going and to always come back the next day. You're like, yeah, I did that. I did a good job today. And that little win helps you inch closer to the goal of 50,000 words. You'll see on the website, but once you've signed up and created your profile, there are a lot of resources like videos and different articles from writers. They can be pep talks or tips and advice of how to prepare, so Preptober, but also what to expect throughout the month of NaNoWriMo. Between November 20th and November 30th, at the tail end of the month, you will have to paste the full text of your novel into the NaNoWriMo Word Count Validator. What a fancy name. But that is how you win the NaNoWriMo Challenge. You'll get an electronic trophy, there's confetti, it's all very exciting. I'm sure if you wanted to, you could for sure cheat the system and just copy and paste nonsense that hits 50,000 words to achieve this goal, but you'd really just be cheating yourself, so I don't really see the point in that. And it's also important to remember that even if you don't hit 50,000 words and you've written half that, you've written 20,000 words or 25,000 words in 30 days, that's still incredible. That's 25,000 more words than you had at November 1st when you first started. That jumping off point is so helpful to just keep you going even after November ends. NaNoWriMo has been around, I think it's since 1999, I read, and last year they had almost half a million participants, almost 500,000 people sat down and joined and tried to write 50,000 words in 30 days, which is pretty remarkable. Because of all the hype and enthusiasm over the decades, they've also expanded to include Camp NaNoWriMo, and that's a virtual writing retreat similar to NaNoWriMo, but it doesn't necessarily have to be in November. It allows you to complete any writing project that you have on the go in 30 days. You'll track your progress and get support and encouragement throughout the whole process, just like you would during National Novel Writing Month. For instance, if you're halfway finished a book in November and you liked the structure and the motivation it provided, you can participate in Camp NaNoWriMo. Again, 100% free, similar concept, just a different website. And you can complete the rest of that writing project in 30 days. That's kind of the whole idea behind National Novel Writing Month in a nutshell. Now that I've talked about this weird word, NaNoWriMo, I have a feeling you'll, you'll start to see it everywhere. I know that when I first discovered it, it just kind of cropped up and I was like, how was I missing out on this all these years? If you follow any author tubers or bookstagrammers or any of those things, I'm sure you've probably kind of started to see that they post a lot on Instagram and YouTube about Preptober and NaNoWriMo giving you tips and tricks of what to expect. Nobody really talks about what it is, though. They just expect that you've heard of it. And I remember I had to do a lot of digging when I first found out about it. I was like, what is this? And there weren't really anybody explaining in layman's terms what the heck this weird thing is. If you have any questions, of course, ask away. I'm always here. I love talking about this stuff. For me, NaNoWriMo is just the best jumpstart and jolt of energy to begin any writing project. For me, I've finished one recently, but for my next book, I will 100% 
begin writing during NaNoWriMo to keep that daily discipline and just force myself to put words down on paper instead of being overly critical and editing as I go, which I have a tendency to do. Backing up a little bit to the month that we're currently in, October, this has been dubbed, as I've mentioned throughout this podcast, Preptober. This is the month where writers take the time to prepare for the 30 days of NaNoWriMo. It makes sense if you think about it, sitting down on November 1st and you walk through that and just say, okay, brain, it's time to write. That in itself is a very stressful sentiment. And I know for me, I would never actually sit down and write. I'd be like, what the hell? I don't even know where to start. Starting is the hardest part. But if you take the weeks leading up to November during Preptober, prepare your ideas, get your notebooks in order, it makes starting a whole lot easier. I'm going to walk you through the eight things that I do and that I have to do during Preptober to get myself all geared up and ready for November 1st. This isn't my first tip, but I do recommend having a separate NaNoWriMo notebook. I know I'm always looking for an excuse to buy a fresh moleskin, so this is the perfect excuse for me. It's starting fresh for NaNoWriMo. And then in that notebook, I use sticky notes to tab different sections so that when the time comes, I can find ideas, characters, plot notes easier. My first Preptober tip is to jot down character names and descriptions. When you're under the gun and the pressure of time, I find it really hard to think of names, think of traits. It's too much pressure for me. And I never want to have a shallow character description. I really want them to be robust and unique and interesting. So this is something I take the time to do in October. If you've observed interesting people, quirky mannerisms, or you have any ideas of what you want your main characters to be like, start putting all of that down on paper in your notebook. I love using the baby name generator online to come up with unique names and it helps me visualize the different characters a lot easier. You can also list any of their struggles or challenges or obstacles that you want them to face throughout the arc of the book. Tip number two is to define your genre. This might seem like a no-brainer, but a lot of people skip this step, so I really encourage you to write it down. Are you leaning towards writing a true crime novel? a memoir, a romance book? Do you want to be the next Stephen King or the next Nicholas Sparks? Decide what kind of book you like to write, think of some of your favorites, and check out what genre they're listed under on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or Chapters Indigo. You can even go the extra mile and do a quick Google search on common features of that particular genre. Structurally, are there any things that you should know about when the tension does rise in a mystery or true crime book? Is there a typical plot arch or a plot narrative for a romance novel? Knowing the nuances of your particular genre will really help you shape the book once you sit down to start writing in November. My third tip is do your math for the month. That is something I never thought I'd be excited to say. My mom was a high school math teacher and somehow that gene skipped me because I am not gifted in the math department. My brain processes language, communication, reading, writing, all that good stuff a lot better than sequential numbering for some reason. Anyway, I actually love this type of simple math when it comes to my book, and it is one of the key things that I have to do to prepare before I write. 
I use an Excel spreadsheet to keep track of everything and I love to input formulas that automatically calculate the percentage of words I've completed, the percentage of words I have left to write, numerically how many words are left to write, and if I'm getting really fancy and excited, sometimes I'll create bar charts that calculate automatically to visually see how I'm progressing with a manuscript. If I don't hit my daily word goals, then I have a formula that changes that whole number to red and it visually reminds me, oh crap, I need to get back on track. I don't have enough green cells populated this week. There is a word count tool on the NaNoWriMo website that will help you stay accountable and keep track of your words. I will advise you that it does tell you an average of how many words to hit each day. I think that average is 1,500 to 1,600 words per day. The only trouble I find with that is some days you might have more time to write, possibly on weekends if you're working a full-time job you can crunch out even more words than that. But other days, you'll probably struggle to even hit 500 words. It varies greatly, so I find that if you just keep an average, it can be a little discouraging as you go throughout the month. What I like to do in my Excel tracker is increase my word count goals on weekends when I know that I'll have more time to devote to writing. And then I have a lower word count goal on days when I know I have an event or I won't get a chance to hit my daily average. I'll even have days once or twice a week where I don't expect myself to hit any word count goals. So I keep that as zero. If I go above that, I feel so amazing because I went above it, but I like to schedule in breaks because it doesn't seem as overwhelming. The key thing is that you're devoting or at least trying to devote the same amount of time daily to the process of writing. You have to carve out the time, whether that's one to two hours, whether it's early morning or late at night or during your lunch hour. It's important to stick to the same time if you can, if not it's okay, every single day. Even if you sit down and you don't write anything, you don't have anything to put into your word count tracker, at least you're actively thinking about the book. That's a really important part because it can spark something down the road in your story that you never would have thought of if you hadn't given your mind the space to think about it. That sounds a little cheesy and redundant, but I hope you know what I mean. When you're figuring out the math for your month, if you do know roughly how many words you typically tend to write in an hour, maybe you've been doing this for a long time, maybe it's your fifth time doing NaNoWriMo, that can be an easy way to calculate how long it will take you to reach 50,000 words. Of course, that comes with a lot of practice, so if you don't have any idea how many words you can write in 30 minutes or how many words you typically write in an hour, don't worry about this step. You'll figure it out as you go along. The final thing for this tip is that when I'm figuring out my Excel tracker and putting in all these formulas, I include a daily word count goal and also a weekly word count goal for the month. So that way, if I miss my goal one day, I know that I could make it up for that week. The monthly target is 50,000 words. That is already determined for you. And just a caveat, that is usually the bare minimum word count for a novel. My book is 90,000 words, but NaNoWriMo helped me get to that 50,000 word mark, which I never would have had otherwise if I hadn't participated in that challenge. 
My fourth tip after you've done the math for the month in your Excel spreadsheet or your word tracker is to map out your calendar. I know a lot of people like to use iCal or Google calendars, which is great. I can't use electronic calendars for some reason. I never look at them and then I'm missing appointments. So I use an extra large Rifle & Co. calendar that is literally nailed to my wall beside my laptop. I got it one year for Christmas from Chapters Indigo and I just love it. It really changed the way I organize my days. So I replenish that every year. For NaNoWriMo, I would choose one color, even if you're using an electronic calendar. I use colored pens, and I physically write down the time and my word count goals every single day of when I'm participating in NaNoWriMo. I take stock of events, birthdays, meetings that I have coming up that month. If there's something going on in the evening and I won't be able to write, I make sure that I schedule my writing time for early morning. If you don't schedule the time to participate in NaNoWriMo every day, then chances are you'll never do it. It's in our nature to find excuses or other pressing things that take up the hours in our day. So if it's not high priority, I would say at least one of your top three things to accomplish that day on your to-do list or in your calendar. Chances are you honestly will never get to it and you'll never hit 50,000 words. It's only for 30 days. You can truly do anything for 30 days. Oh, and also while you're scheduling your daily writing times, I would encourage you to include near the middle of the month and closer to the end of the month. Give yourself, if you can, an entire day, maybe it's a Sunday, to catching up. I literally just write in big block letters, catch up day. That way, if you do get behind, you'll feel better knowing that you've devoted an entire day or two days in the month to hunker down and get back on track. Life happens, shit happens, there's always unforeseen things that you can't predict that might prevent you from hitting your goals for that day, so having these catch-up days puts in a little bit of a buffer. I find it important to also schedule self-care time in there. Again, it sounds silly having to write that in and pencil it into your calendar, but if I don't do it, then I find myself just working myself to the bone and not taking time to relax, recharge, and reflect on what I've done for that day. I know the term self-care is a bit overused and a marketing term, but writing 50,000 words in 30 days is no joke. So you will want to have a clear mind, you'll need some time to relax, and give yourself permission to do so by scheduling it into your calendar. If I don't schedule self-care time like a bath, a face mask, reading, journaling, something other than writing my manuscript, I honestly go stir-crazy and I won't actually do it. It does feel like a self-indulgent thing to do, but my productivity is so much better when I do schedule in self-care in between hitting some writing goals. My fifth tip is reward yourself for each mini milestone. I think the key to achieving anything big in life is by breaking it down into smaller steps. That's how I approach every goal in life, so writing is no different. When I ran the Geneva Marathon, I rewarded myself with these little lemonade energy gummy chews every 10 kilometers. By the end, I was rewarding myself every one kilometer because it was becoming a struggle, but breaking it down like that and giving myself mini rewards for each mini milestone was the only way 
that I would have finished that marathon. And it's the only way that I would have ever finished my manuscript. Throughout NaNoWriMo, I like to reward myself throughout the process whenever I hit a mini milestone. For example, when I hit 10,000 words, I would treat myself to an expensive latte that I normally wouldn't get otherwise, or I allowed myself to order in takeout. Working towards short-term goals instead of being so focused on the longer-term end goal really helped keep me on track and motivated throughout NaNoWriMo. Be sure to write down your goals on a piece of paper, in your journal, on your calendar, text it to a friend, your sister, your brother, your boyfriend, your spouse, that if you do complete 50,000 words in 30 days, you have a reward, a big reward in place for that too. Maybe it's a celebratory dinner with your friends or treating yourself to a spa facial or a massage. Or the bigger reward doesn't have to have a monetary value. It could be something like allowing yourself an entire weekend to binge watch that new Netflix show that everybody's been talking about, especially if you didn't have a chance to watch it because you've been in a writing cave for a month. Having that reward system in place for the mini milestones, but also the big end goal of writing 50,000 words is super, super helpful and is a big thing for keeping you motivated. Tip number six is prepare in advance during Preptober to ward off your inner editor. This likely will be one of your biggest challenges while participating in NaNoWriMo. I know that it was for me. It's that little voice inside your head that will criticize your work and try to edit as you go, which will prevent you from ever moving the needle towards 50,000 words. We all have a little inner critic. For some, the voice is a lot louder than others, but it's that little voice that subconsciously backspaces entire sentences and paragraphs or makes you waste time rereading the same page over and over again. Or it's that little voice that convinces you to scrap entire chapters. I've had to start training myself to combat this because the only way to actually get through it is discipline and perseverance to push forward and push through that self-doubt and negativity when it crops up. And it will crop up, so instead of being scared of it, I like to be prepared for it. To mitigate this, it sounds cheesy, but I write a few quotes on a piece of paper and I tape them to the wall above my desk, directly above my laptop. A few favorites are right now, edit later, And also, I really like the one by Ernest Hemingway. It's write drunk, edit sober. I don't mean that literally actually write drunk. I mean, you can if you want. I know Stephen King wrote most of his books absolutely blackout drunk. I don't advise that. I kind of get a little sleepy if I get a little too tipsy, but I do reward myself sometimes, again, going back to that reward system, with a glass of red wine if I've hit a certain milestone and it kind of just energizes me to keep writing, which is a little weird, but it's a mental thing, I think. But that quote, write drunk, edit sober by Hemingway, also just reminds me to not take the process so seriously. Have fun with it. Be loose, be creative, be fluid with your words. And then I can always edit soberly and seriously once there are actual words on the page. Tip number seven is organize your workspace and your computer. For me, I know that if my computer desktop is a mess, I become annoyed and frustrated every time I open my laptop to write, and oftentimes I just close it back up again. I'm like, oh, I don't even want to deal with this today. 
Or on the flip side, I'll open it and get so distracted by everything that I'll waste time organizing things into folders, discovering old photos that I have on there, and then I just procrastinate even writing my manuscript. So either way, I can't have a messy desktop on my computer if I'm participating in NaNoWriMo or trying to get some serious writing work done. I used to get overwhelmed by clearing my desktop, but now I do a little cheating system. It's kind of like swiffering my whole laptop quickly. I create one folder and I call it desktop and then I put the date and I just highlight and drag everything on my desktop into that one single folder. I plug in my external backup hard drive. I have this huge G drive. It has so much memory, so it's awesome. Then I put that desktop folder on there and delete it off of my desktop. It really is like a quick virtual Swiffer. Then once my computer is cleared, I create another singular folder, the only thing that is visible on my desktop computer, and I name it book or the tentative title of my novel if I have a title in mind. Then I will physically create a Word document, make a little title page, and save that Word document into the folder I just created. There's no words on it, there's just the title, but the act of saving it into a folder and it's the only thing on my desktop mentally prepares me and makes me feel ready to sit down and write on November 1st. There's no other desktop distractions or computer clutter except for that one document and it's already saved and made for me. It's honestly a no-brainer once you open up your laptop. Social media is of course the biggest distraction. There are programs you can get to block websites, so you type it in and it won't even let you access it. I haven't invested in those. I'm pretty good once I shut down my cell phone of not going on it. But on my computer, there's two things that I do just in case if I really need serious writing to get done. First is I will disconnect from my Wi-Fi. And then second, I log out of Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter on my computer so that even if I subconsciously, I log back into the Wi-Fi or something, and I try to go to those websites, there's a barrier for me of having to physically type in my email, type in my password. And for some reason, that always stops me. I'm just too lazy to retype it all. And it reminds me, oh, you logged out of these for a reason. Don't waste your time logging back in. Once my laptop is all clear and set up for success, I then make sure my physical workspace and my desk area is also cleared of clutter and distractions. I put my fresh notebook in the top drawer so it's easily accessible. I replenish my pens, make sure none of the ink has dried out. I have a new candle and a lighter ne nearby. If you've listened to some of my other podcasts, I always say that lighting a candle is my mental signal to start working for the day. So I like to have that. And then, of course, as I mentioned, my wall calendar and I have stickers again in the top drawer. So I also put a sticker on my calendar if I hit my word goal for that day. Taped to my wall above my desk, I'll have, as I mentioned, any quotes about editing that'll keep me pushing through. I have a list of life goals and book goals. I just like looking at those because it kind of puts everything into perspective for me when I feel a little lost or tired or stressed. And then, this is a fun part if you're like me and love looking at old magazines or you're big on Pinterest, I love finding images or a series of photos that evoke the feeling of the book that I want to write or I'm about to write. 
and I'll print them out or cut them out if they're in a magazine and put them above my wall into a little collage. It just helps me get into the essence and the mood of the story every time I sit down to write. Sometimes I'll make a specific Pinterest board for that book that I'll just look at to put me in the mood before I start writing. Sometimes I'll even make one of the images the wallpaper of my laptop so that I get really immersed into it. My eighth and final tip when preparing for NaNoWriMo is to tell your friends and family. This is one that I'm really bad at, but I've gotten consistently better at doing. Even if I'm not participating in NaNoWriMo and I have to go into hibernation mode, I sometimes forget to warn people and then they think I've gone missing for the month or I'm ignoring them or I'm mad at them and it just creates this frenzy. So I really have gotten better at letting people know that I won't be as responsive for the next 30 days. I'm already not a very responsive person, so I think people kind of expect that from me, but 30 days is a long time. So the best thing you can do is set your out of office for the month of November, just to let people know you're in a writing challenge and won't be as active in responding for 30 days. You can also send an email in advance to friends and family, people who you're in regular contact with and might be concerned if they don't hear from you for a month. Just let them know you're participating in NaNoWriMo. November is National Novel Writing Month. And again, you won't be available for 30 days. If you let people know in advance, it'll ease your mind knowing that you've prepared them and no one is questioning whether you've fallen off the face of the earth. It was really bad. I forgot to warn my friends, especially my parents, that I was going into a writing hole for about a month when I lived in Boston. And my parents got so concerned that they hadn't heard from me that they had my friend Steve come knock on my door and like bang on my door to make sure that I was alive because no one had heard from me. Whoops. Anyway, so that experience definitely made me send out an email in advance especially to my parents and my sisters, just to let them know I'm going to be a little bit MIA for a while because I have to buckle down and get some good quality word weaving in. Also, by telling your friends and family during Preptober, you're putting it out there into the universe that you're participating in NaNoWriMo, and it'll help keep you accountable. People will for sure ask you at the end of the month, once you resurface and emerge from your hibernation, how was it? What was it like? Did you actually write 50,000 words? So just knowing that you're going to be talking about it and friends and family are going to be keeping you accountable will be an extra subtle motivator to work towards completing the goal, especially if you know that you'll have to talk about it afterwards. To quickly summarize the eight ways that I prepare for NaNoWriMo during Preptober, they are jot down your characters' names and descriptions in your NaNoWriMo notebook, Two, define your genre in advance. Number three is do your math for the month. I like to use my Excel spreadsheet and my formulas. Number four is map everything out, schedule it into your calendar. Number five is make sure you reward yourself with mini milestones, especially schedule in some self-care days. Tip number six is prepare in advance to ward off your inner editor. Trying to edit as you go can be really challenging to hit 50,000 words. So I like to think of the Ernest Hemingway quote, write drunk, edit sober. Tip number seven is organize your workspace and desktop computer. Clear it of clutter and distractions so that you're ready to go come November 1st. And tip number eight is tell your friends and family what you're about to do. Put it out into the universe and you will accomplish what you set out to do. 
Let me know if you're participating in NaNoWriMo this year. I won't be, maybe next year. I know a bunch of writing friends are, so best of luck to you. I can't wait to read the finished book someday. That's it for today's chapter of the Word Weaver podcast. As always, the show notes are at louiseclairjohnson.com slash podcast. You can follow along on Instagram at wordweaverpodcast. And if you like what you heard today, make sure you leave a review on iTunes as it helps more people find out about the Word Weaver podcast. Until next time. I can't wait with words for a while.